Rando Banter, Larry and Duff. We got Madam Zero in the house today, Duff. She's back. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> Don't say it like spooky. I'm back. <laughs> There's there are several questions that I have for you, Joanna. So I'm happy you're back. There's some some stories I can't wait to get into um, about some meetings that you've had with some human beings. Sure. Um, yeah. But to start, we just hit up a mead bar. Yeah, how was that? How'd you like it, Larry? I was had very low expectations going in. I had had mead before. Um, if you've ever been to Sunset Grill and Tap in Boston, they have a huge beer selection. But they also actually have a, a pretty big mead selection. They have the 15%, 13% high alcohol content. Yes. Like the guy was saying, I remember it was like at like a five-ounce pour, and he was like, 30 bucks yeah so i'm like okay i gotta try it what's the big deal and i was just not impressed it was like this is like apple juice that is high alcohol yeah, content tastes drunk. like 30 bucks <laughs> yep so unimpressed by it so we go to this place what was this place called yeah so this is pie road i think they are they going on there with their third anniversary coming up i believe yes, so they're right so in too. odessa just outside of tampa become pretty good friends with the owners matt and debbie uh and they do their they is it brew craft their own mead <laughs> sounds like brew is not right for mead but craft their own mead uh and it, it's won a lot of awards so it's called pie road p-y-e mm. peas are popping today they're amazing <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah I, I was trying to sell larry on this because not only does he brew craft mead uh he also has a great selection of um new england ipas as well so he's got a good cooler full of cans um so that from was outside the, of the state yeah outside of yeah. the state yeah. so um you know, and and I feel I used to feel bad because we'd go there and just get craft beer. Even though, <laughs> hey, I know you really spend a lot of time on this, but uh, yeah, let, let me grab those cans yeah. from New York. We like that little cooler you have <laughs> yeah, over there with the, the beer in that's it. That's not your stuff. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, on the way out out to uh, our place, wanted to stop and get a couple cans, but also introduce Larry to to Mead and um, possibly a future guest on the podcast, Matt, because he's an interesting guy, Matt and Debbie, and. You know how they started their business and um yeah like i said going on i believe it's three years and it's got a ni nice oh establishment God, yeah. cares a lot about it one? i believe so yeah, yeah. Huh. they've got some crazy flavors too like what they come up with is awesome they were just telling that we were there last night hmm. and they were telling us they had a like a 90s night what, 80s night or 90s night i can't remember he's big into the 80s yeah and they were making cocktails with their mead so they did a um it was like it was a pina colada but they were like naming it by mead i can't remember what it was yeah. called um a cause mead politan okay. like things like yeah. that like so and i was like wow and she she said it was such a big hit that they'll probably do that again sometime sure yeah they get a good following yeah. up in this area so they had a blue one that was it tasted he let me try it it tasted like a, the blue gatorade yeah you know oh, the like lemon is electric like, electric, yeah. electric lemonade I believe, yeah i had like that. that yeah that was a good one. We were talking about before the podcast, Joanne, our obsession with pineapple. Yes. And they had like a pineapple lemon lime one that I could drink that. It's it's and, it, and it's they're not like the normal meads that are twelve and fifteen percent alcohol. They're, you know, like five percent. Four. Yeah, this was four point seven. The one that I had, some of them were five and a half. Yeah. Um. So they're very palatable. You can drink them all day. I, I would crush these things all day <laughs> you'd get in trouble if i would get in a lot of trouble with them right, so it's yeah. a good thing i'm, a, I'm we'll, an hour plus away we'll from make them. the guest room up <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're yeah. gonna have a mean day with larry <laughs> dude I, I mean i'm not even kidding i could have those with breakfast it's you know 
Oh, they're yeah, they so, good. so good. Yeah. They're so good. So, yeah, it's a, it's a session mead, right, with forced carbonation. Session. So it kind of yeah, yeah. drinks like a beer seltzer. But a very, it's lightly carbonated. I was kind of yeah. asking about it because I'm like, okay, these are carbonated, but it's very light. I had been looking into kegging for home brewing. So, like, my interest in, you know, serving pressure and then how much you pressurize the keg. Yeah. So I had to get those questions out while we were there. But it's interesting that, you know, the serving pressure is basically similar to beer, but you have to have it less carbonated. Because if you have the serving pressure, you know, higher, and then you serve a beer, it just comes out foam. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, so anyway, that's that's cool though. Interesting that you to get know. to have yeah. that conversation with them. Right. Yep. And so, brought some. Was going to bring some home to Megan. So, yeah. or Megan actually, maybe we shouldn't have let her know. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let her split one of them with me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I only I brought one home. <laughs> no, I'm sure Megan would. Uh, I, she likes pineapple too, so she'll yeah, she'll very she'll much enjoy this. Cool. Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, glad glad we introduced you to a good yes. solid meadery, and yeah. um, hey, we'll, we'll have some uh, in the fridge next time you come up. Nice, nice. Appreciate that. Thank you. You guys always have a good beer selection when I come. We got we got help from friends. That's true. You do have a bar. Yeah. If you didn't have a good we beer have to selection, keep it stocked. I guess the bar yeah. would be irrelevant. <laughs> Um, I have my fridge filled with Calusa right now. So, yeah, and you yeah well, same. Forgot yeah, to bring some. This you time. always have great beers for us. I'm actually <coughs> drinking a beer that you had given us a long time ago from Corporate Ladder. Not too long ago. Ducks in a row. <laughs> oh, whatever. <laughs> it was a little while ago. Yeah. yeah, it was a little while ago. Um, when is the MLB draft? Is it, that's a few months out still, right? Yeah, so it's in June every year. Yeah. Yep. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask you about, you had kind of just subtly in one of the wives episodes touched on that you worked for the blue jays and you were involved with the draft and i think you said that you did spreadsheets player development, player yeah. development stuff yep. and you kind of just did everything and then you just kept <laughs> running on and the episode went on i never got back to asking you like what specifically did you do because a lot of you know sports fans listen and a lot of you know, me particularly, and I know a lot of our audience would want to know, like, what those specific things are, because we've all wanted to work in sports in one aspect or another. Yeah. So yeah. can you, like, I don't even know where to start with that. It's kind of open-ended. Well, you, we can but... talk about the draft, because you just brought it up. Yeah. But um, so for the draft every year, they would fly me up to Toronto. And they, so, you know, all the scouts would be in the room. They'd have a big draft board with names and magnets and moving guys around, have all these like crazy discussions about their first pick, especially the first, I'd say the first five to 10 picks were pretty important. So they'd have crazy discussions about that, but I would be kind of either in the room or outside the room listening to all this, which was really cool for a sports fan, honestly. (laughs) Um, And then once the draft started and they started making picks, my role was to then go to the computer, generate a contract for their pick. It had nothing to do with like signing bonuses or salary. Like none of that was on there. It was just like the standard contract pretty much. And you only had a certain amount of time. I can't remember how much time you had to get this contract to the player, say like 48 to 72 hours. So like that night we dropped the contract, send it FedEx to the kid and he'd get a contract. Is this... Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, no. Is this initial contract, is it basically like, we just drafted you, you're our possession? Yeah, you're our possession for seven years. Okay, and then the money part kind of comes, they negotiate that after, or is there a flat rate? So after they get drafted, then they have a conversation with the scout. Pretty much the first, uh, well, it's hard to say. All right, the first 10 picks, say, they don't, there's a lot of negotiation with the agents. So... 
we don't really see them right away. But the later rounds, those kids, they, they pretty much want to sign right away because they want to start playing. Yeah. So after the draft, every team has a mini camp. So the scouts would be on the phone with the players or their, their agents, tell them, okay, mini camp starts this day. Usually the end of June, we'd, we'd have a start date. So he would, the scouts would then tell me, okay, so-and-so's coming. We need, you know, we need a flight, need a hotel room. So then I would start making flights, making hotel rooms for all these kids that are coming to mini camp. And like at the, when they arrive to Florida, that's when they actually sign their real contract with the salary and the signing bonuses. So how does that process work when you're, hey, uh, such and such lives in Kansas. He's coming to Tampa yep. for, uh, you know, whatever. Do you just like pull up JetBlue, Southwest, or like who are you? We had a travel agent. Okay. So I would tell her, I'd be on the phone with her, like, okay, this is his name. And, and normally I would get on the phone with the player and find out like his full name, date of birth, like anything I would need for a flight. Sure. And then give it to the travel agent and then she'd book the flight and then I'd just send it to the kid okay. or send it to the agent, like whoever I needed to speak with for this. They ever like call you like, why are you sending me through Milwaukee? Like, are you uh, kidding sometimes, me? <laughs> yeah. Can you get a, a more or, direct flight? I'm terrified to fly. Yeah. Or if there were like delays or cancellations, then it was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> then when I was back on the phone trying to like arrange this. So yeah, so that was like a big role. So the month of June was crazy for me, like between the travel back and forth to Toronto, mm. getting ready for the mini camp. And then once the kids arrived, I'd be at the hotel checking them in. And then we'd have a physical, like the next morning. You have to physically go to the hotel to check them in? I would be at the hotel checking them in. Yes. Um, and then um, the next morning, we'd have a shuttle picking the kids up at the hotel to bring them to get their physicals done because we'd have doctors and nurses, everyone ready to go to send these kids, like to walk these kids through everything. And then they'd meet with me about like their insurance and payroll, how that worked. And then they'd be on the field. Like it was like boom, boom, boom. Like wow. we had, we, it was, we had everything like ready to go. Like it was awesome. Besides a travel agent, like how many other people are involved in that process? Um, is it just basically you're just the contact with the player? Yeah, okay. to start. Yeah, I mean the scouts initially, and mm. sometimes I'd be in, I'd be in contact with the scout if the scout had more information. They would kind of just tell me, okay, fly this kid from from here to there, you know. Okay. Um, so the scouts would be involved. Yeah, but yeah, I did a majority of it. Sounds like a badass job. Yeah, it was like, cool. Uh, they they all knew who I was. Like they were. And then once they'd meet me in person, they're like, oh, Joanna, nice to meet you. Like, <laughs> really great kids. Because normally sure. the later round kids are the older kids. Right. Like the college kids. So they were, you know, more professional or whatever. And then the younger kids were the ones that were had no idea what was going on. Yeah, because no what are we talking? Like 17 to 23 is yeah. the general age here. So Yeah. So you yeah. guys are either right out of high school oh, or absolutely. some Mostly. degree of college. Yeah. Right. Especially your, your bonus babies. They were pretty much all out of high school. Like, Oh, really? Yeah. It was bonus baby. Was that just the first round, first two rounds, bonus babies? No, I'd say first five. Okay, maybe. and that's a sign-on bonus. Uh, yes, a signing bonus. Yep. Is there any like other than that aspect of it? But is there anything like different between your first, second, third round guys and your? How many rounds are there? Like fifty. Yeah, there why used there to so, be. Oh, you have all the team, the minor league team. Yeah, I, I think they've cut that down since I've been I've worked for them. But um, when I was there, it was there was like fifty rounds. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But there's not a big difference in, in terms of your role, whether you're a second round pick or a twenty third round pick. Yeah, fiftieth yeah. round pick, I'd still be generating a contract, send it FedEx overnight, 
and then and then if the kid wanted to come and normally those the later rounds kids they all wanted to come of, of course. course yeah so i'd be on the phone getting them you know their flights and all that stuff to come to mini camp and then kind of where did it go from there after the the drafts over drafts over everybody's signed and in camp and Mini and this camp. is middle season too, right? So, it's so June, this is so, June. Yeah. So we have um, the the summer league seasons. It was like Gulf Coast League, and then there was like an A, a low A advanced team. It was like our Auburn double day team. Okay. So after mini camp, then they decide who would go where, depending on what kids came in from the draft. And we also hit kids left over from extended spring training. So you have spring training, and then the kids, the AAA, double A. The four big, big leagues, not big leagues, but um, AAA, AA, and then the two A leagues, like high A leagues, yeah. they'd go off and start their season. Then the rest of the kids would stay for extended, and then they'd, be, they'd make up the two other teams, the um, Gulf Coast League and the A advanced team. That's what they had Scott do, right? He, he was saying that um, he got asked to do extended spring yes. training yeah yes. that's kind of where he decided okay no. we thought he was going to go to double a and then didn't yeah. get that yeah. yeah yeah and sometimes it's just a matter of like getting extra work at your specific mm-hmm. position before they send you like it's mm-hmm. not necessarily a bad thing right um but yeah. yeah yeah so then yeah so then the kids would be split up into teams and then we'd have you know actually we had three teams i'm sorry there were three teams there was the gulf coast league there was a low a and that was like Pulaski, West Virginia, and or Pulaski, Virginia, and then the, the Auburn Double Day team. Okay. And their season all started at the end of June. So it was like bam, bam, bam. Like they get so, drafted, come to minicamp, then they'd be off to their team. The logistics of that has to be yeah. crazy. Hey, you, ever, you ever lose anybody? Oh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, well, <laughs> I will say. Not to put you on the spot. But. Speaking of that. I will say at the end of the year, so so as crazy as that sounds, the end of the season, the end of the year is even crazier because if your team, like, so we had AAA, AA, A advanced, high A advanced, which was Dunedin, uh, low A advanced, which was our Lansing Lugnut team, and then we had Auburn, and then we had Pulaski, and then we had Gulf Coast. So I had, we had eight minor league teams going at the same time, right? So when their season ended, if you knew ahead of time they weren't going to make the playoffs, then you could pl- pretty much plan their their flights back home at the end of the, the after the last game. They hand in their uniform the next morning. Boom, they're on a flight. They're gone. But if the teams are in the playoffs, I would literally be up <laughs> listening to the games on my computer. And if they won, great. They'd play another day. Sure. If they lost or when they lost. I'd be on the phone with a travel agent at like 11 o'clock at night booking flights. Let's go. Rapid fire. Yeah. We got to get these kids out like, of here. Yeah. And she'd be We're ready. I'd be ready. Like, <laughs> I, get the, I get a call from my boss like, all right, let's go. Let's start booking them. And then I'd be on the phone with the, the travel agent like 11 o'clock at night booking flights for these kids. because, And it wasn't necessarily for the American kids, but the kids that lived outside of the uh, country. Yeah, they get to- Save they the Dominican cannot, kids back yeah. to there and the Colombian and, kids back to there. And some of the kids don't want to go home. No. So you, we would literally have to, like, walk them to the gate to make sure they got on a flight. Really? And even after doing that, sometimes they didn't get on a flight. They would, like, go to the back. Because you, you literally, well, you could bring them to security, but you can't actually go to the gate. Right. They would hang out all day at the airport and then just walk out of the airport walk out with a, a yeah. flight that just got off 
yeah. See ya. So yeah. So. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I, it was... I never thought of like that aspect yeah. of it. Yeah. He'd never think of that. That's so kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So that was that was always a crazy time of my life. Like September, you... October was just nuts. Were there any like? I mean, they had to have some sort of special visa. Yes. To be here like foreign players that. Yeah, H H two B I think is what it was, and I I would apply for those. Okay, and then. And when they don't get on their flight to go home, does that expire? Yes. So after, eventually they become, they're just here illegally after that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I, know, I know it's obvious, but I, I figured I'd make sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a work visa they're here for that has an end date. And usually, and we make the end date the very last day of the play. Like if they were to go all the way right. and go to the final championship game, that would be like the last day of work. Okay. And then they'd have to be out of here. <laughs> goodness so yeah. rigid <laughs> yeah you have to be <laughs> and then there's 30 teams that do this too yeah yeah, exactly. yeah it's 30 not just our teams team. yeah. with nine teams each and nine minor league teams oh, that's yeah so it was fun when we when i get to go to like to the mlb meetings and meet some of my counterparts mm. for other major league teams that did what i did and then i was like oh my god like you just like have horror stories and like yeah. So, yeah. Do you have any, other than players not getting on planes, any horror stories that you're able to share that you can I, think of? I don't mean to put you on the spot, but that's what I do around here. Yeah, I know you're good at that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not good at that. I'd have to think about it. Um, probably, yeah, but I can't, off the top of my head, I can't think of anything. Okay. It's been so long. I'll cut that out. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> I think you, you also had to answer for, like, because they all stayed in the same hotel. Yes. So you just imagine a bunch of 18, 19 year olds in a well, hotel, like. Well, for mini camp. Yeah. But once they got to their season, then they'd be with um, how, uh, house parent, home care. Uh, you know, like they'd stay with families. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Some of them would. Okay. Um, some of them would stay in apartments. Um, yeah. So it was kind of, it varied. Like Auburn, I think they were great with those house parents. I forgot what they're called. <laughs> Do you guys know what that's called? When you go and you stay with a family, a foster family, no, no, host, 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 family? host families. Family. Yes, yeah, we had great host families. Nice. How do I uh, become a host family? Can I adopt the future millionaire? <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you have any minor, do we have any minor league teams? Uh, I got the Bradenton. Uh, the oh, Pirates. The Pirates minor league team. Yeah. I don't know what. I think that's double or. Double that level? League. No, that's that's high. That's the same level as um, Dunedin. Like Dunedin, Clearwater, oh, Tampa. Yeah, so those okay. kids would get apartments. They're a little older. Gotcha. Definitely. They're more experienced. They wouldn't stay with host families. It's pretty much the younger kids. Like Gulf Coast League, we had one in Dunedin. We we would keep them in the hotel because we could corral them and we could kind of watch them. Right. Some of the other leagues would have host families. We have the Orioles down by us, too, in Sarasota. Mm -hmm. Again, I don't know what level it is, but... Any issues with like alcohol getting snuck in and underage drinking? No, I'm kidding. Oh, of course, of course <laughs> it happens. I mean. <laughs> and then Joanna has to crack the whip. I mean, Joanna would never crack the whip. <laughs> <laughs> I was always good cop. Oh, uh, okay. Somebody else has to play bad cop. Is that yeah. why you married yeah. Duff? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Any other um, uh, like parts of your job that are as interesting as this? Well, I what got a great to... way to put that. <laughs> I will. So, I mean, some of my travels, I could say, um, for major league baseball meetings, I got to go to Vegas. Um, 
didn't we the meetings were all in the, at the Bellagio. Mm-hmm. So I was in and out of the Bellagio. I stayed at the Venetian, which is a pretty nice hotel. Oh yeah. Um when I first got hired, um Major League Baseball was introducing this new software that all the teams had to use. So they had to train everybody on how to use it. And it it worked out from the time that I got hired that they were just implementing this. So they flew a bunch of us to New York. Stayed I stayed at the Waldorf. Really? <laughs> yes. In New York and had training on this. You know new, who like, else system. stayed there? Kevin McAllister. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Didn't he stay at the Waldorf Hotel? I believe that was it. <laughs> yeah. On Christmas too. Yeah, on Christmas. You believe this? I know, huh? Donald Trump was there. <laughs> oh. Cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> Not to uh, tangent, but I mean, how do they fly you guys? You know, on a they fly you private to uh, New York? No, 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 no. It was commercial. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> I figured they would fly you private. Come on now. Yeah, no. This is a big I, event. I, yeah, yeah. I do have a private jet story, but it wasn't with uh, the Blue Jays. <laughs> well, okay. well, do tell. Okay, you want me? Okay. <laughs> so. Um, so before I worked for the Blue Jays, I worked at a private school in Greenwich, Connecticut, which is a pretty wealthy uh-huh. area. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was an administrative assistant at a middle school. And the um, it was like a Friday afternoon in the spring. I'm sitting at my desk and, I, and the headmaster calls me and she says, Joanna, what do you do in this weekend? And normally, like, on the weekends, I would drive home. It was only a couple-hour drive from my, my parents' house, so I would go home. And I was like, oh, actually, nothing. I'm just going to hang around here. And she's like, oh, would you be interested in babysitting for the weekend? And I was no. Like, you know, make it, she's like, would you be interested in making some money and babysitting for the weekend? I'm like, um, yeah, maybe. She's like, so it's my niece's birthday, and my sister cannot, something has come up at work, and she cannot she cannot um, be with her daughter and her daughter's friends for the weekend. And we were kind she needs somebody to help. And is that something you'd be interested in? I was like, okay. She's like, you wouldn't be here. You'd be in Florida. It's like, what? She's like, yeah. So what's happening is I would, if you, if you're interested in doing this, she said, I would have you go home right now, pack a bag. I'm going to have a driver pick you up, bring you to, I forget the airport, maybe Teterboro. Is that a, private executive airport um and there's going to be a private jet and you're going to meet up with my brother-in-law and my niece and her two friends and you guys are all going to fly to west palm florida and and pretty much my she's like my brother-in-law is going to be golfing all weekend so he can't like watch the girls but you'll you'll just be there supervising the girl was like she was 11 like she was old she did it's not like I had to worry about like entertaining anybody. I sure. just had to be there. Had to be there and make sure no one got hurt. Yeah. So so I was like, okay, yeah, sure. So I, I drove home. They had a car pick me up. He brought me to the airport. I met the dad. I think he had a friend there maybe. And then the girl, the daughter, her two friends, we all got on this private jet. And the cool part about this jet was, you know the movie Miss Congeniality? I'm aware of it. So the Lear jet that is in that movie, that's the exact jet I was on. Oh, really? They, yeah, so they used that jet to film that part of the movie. That's crazy. So, yeah, so we <laughs> flew to West Palm, and then they have this gorgeous house on the water, and I had, like, my own wing of the house. It was crazy. 
they had a out a pool. They had they had like a dock with jet skis and stuff like that. Like it was it was amazing. So so pretty much that weekend, I would I just sit by the pool with the girls. They had a suburban. I would drive the girls in a suburban around. Like we went to the movies one night. I don't even I can't remember what we saw, but the girls wanted to go to a movie. Yeah. <laughs> and we just like drove. Like I just hung out with the girls. Like. I can't picture you driving a suburban. I know, I know. First of all, that, that's part one. Well, the funny part is when I learned how to drive, it was my friend had a suburban, so I actually learned in his suburban. Okay. When I was prep before I got my license, so I had a little bit of um, time doing that, but yeah. So yeah, so okay, so so I I hung out with them all weekend, and then Sunday comes and the dad was staying in Florida, so it was just me and the girls flying back to Connecticut. Got back on the plane, flew in. As soon as we landed, her mom was there waiting. She was so like grateful that I did this so the girl could have like a nice birthday, like have fun with her friends. Mm-hmm. And then she handed me six hundred dollars. Do you and all then, that and six hundred dollars? And, and then I got back in the car and they drove me to my house. <laughs> that was like my weekend. <laughs> it was amazing. My first question, and I don't want don't I don't want this to sound bad. Okay. <laughs> It's going to, but I don't mean for it to. But who are these people that they didn't have someone local that could watch their kids? That's so I strange. Know. I don't know what came up with her job. Like I, I, I don't remember what she did for for work. That there was a last minute thing, and she just couldn't find somebody to fly to Florida for the weekend. <laughs> I was just available. That's that's all it was. Most important ability is availability. That's Go right. ourselves. Yeah. So. Okay, no, that's that's awesome. I've flown private before as well, and I'll tell you, there's doesn't that ruin flying for you forever? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You just you show up at the airport, you basically get out of your car, yeah, check like you you walk to a counter, they take your bags, you walk out a door, you get on the plane, and you're in the air. Yeah, yeah. there's no security, there's no yeah, the pilots lines, there like no, chatting with you, like hey, yeah. what's your name? Like yeah, the TSA is not involved. Yeah. It's like just the E and then wherever you're going, you land. Um, if you happen to have a rental car, the rental car is there. Yeah. So you get off the plane, they hand you your bag, you go get in your car and you drive away. Yeah. And then same thing on the way back. It's just, it's awesome. And then being on a plane where there's only like you and maybe five to six other people, right. whatever it is. Yeah. 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 It was so comfortable. It was, it was, I will never forget that flight. It was awesome. If you ever get a chance to fly, yeah. it sounds like it would ruin everything else. I'm just oh, gonna, yeah. I'm just gonna sit in the middle seat from here on out, just to, yeah. just to humble myself. What sucks is like four or five years ago, it was cheap enough to where, you know, if we could get like a, you know, maybe a ten seater, we could each get into it for like, you know, fifteen hundred. You know, we have we could have like a group yeah. of us actually, you know. Fifteen hundred each. Yeah, a few years ago. A few years ago. Now, with all that money that flooded the market and all that, um, a few years back, flying private has gone through the roof. Now it's like, it'll be it's like forty grand round trips, you know. To <laughs> yeah, not something we could do no. feasibly. No, no, no. Um, for us, you know, with a small group now, but I mean, you could, but it would be a total waste of money. Yeah. Yeah, you'd be throwing away a chunk of money. I mean, fifteen hundred bucks would be throwing it away, but it's, you know, 
that's still experience. for the experience yeah. and to say you did it one time. Yeah. You know, that would be a cool thing to do. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially if you've never had the ability. I Everybody know. should get the chance to I at least know. once. I'm so lucky. I'm so grateful yeah. I got to do that. Mm-hmm. And I haven't, I don't really, like, not a lot of people know that I did that. Like, I've never actually shared that story with a lot of people. Matt knows, but... And obviously my family, but I don't know how many other people I have told that to. That just seems so like, I, I need someone, anyone, please. Yeah. I know a girl that I work yeah. with. She'll, I she'll fly down. It was awesome. Tony, what are you doing this weekend? <laughs> I don't know. What a Florida. Yeah, you got paid to go on vacation, which is pretty much what it was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they were, the girls were so easy. They, I mean, they were. They gave me no trouble whatsoever. What whatsoever? Like they were just. They were awesome. It was so much fun. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, pivoting back to sports, I, I knew I was kind of derailing that. Um, you were. The hell were we talking about before I derailed that conversation? M- oh, about MLB how you MLB or that right. you stayed yeah. at the Waldorf. Oh. Oh yeah, my travels. Yeah. Yep. So let's, I don't know if I pulled you out of any of that story or not, or if you were done with that, but. No, I was done with that. The only other place, sorry, I've been to Vegas. I went to Indianapolis one year for meetings and we had a tour of the Colt Stadium, okay. which was really cool. Was Peyton there? No, I think that, no. <laughs> it was the winter, but I don't think, I think the team was away. It was a road week. Yeah. yeah. And Patriots <laughs> knocked them out of the playoffs. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's probably what it was. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Yeah, it would have been January because that's when the, the Major League Baseball meetings are. Yeah. Um, and then Minneapolis one year, but that was in the summer, so I can't remember. It must have been like a minor league meeting. It wasn't Major League Baseball, mm. um, but I got to go to Minneapolis, which was a really cool city in the summer. Yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> want to go there in the winter. Yeah. Working in sports, you any any favorite like or any live sporting uh, events yeah let's stick out. yeah that's right like you guys were talking with me yeah we talked about a couple yep. podcasts back so i have two that stick out in my head 2008 if you guys remember the rays went to the world series so my first game i got to go to the american league divisional or championship series against Ooh. the red sox nice so i got to go to one of those and it was the game i don't know if you remember but there were like six home runs or something like something crazy it was like the final score is like nine to eight, I think. Love those games. Yeah, it was an it was so much fun. I got to bring my friend Amy, um, had a ball, and then the next game I got to go to a World Series game Whoa. as well. Nice. <laughs> the perks of work, working for a Major League Baseball team, you get a, like a bunch of tickets, and then right, you get chosen. So I got I got to go to a World Series game. I got to go to game two when the Rays won. Um, it was against the Phillies, right? Against the Phillies. Yep. 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 Um, but they ended up, I think that was the only game they won up And there. you worked for the Blue Jays the during teams. this? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So every major league t- baseball team got a, like a lottery of tickets okay. or a bunch of tickets. And then we could kind of ask if we wanted to go to a game and depending on who wanted to go to what game, because they were in Florida. Mm-hmm. So it's not a lot, not a lot of the, the Blue Jays personnel was here in Florida. So some of the big wigs flew in just to go to the games, sure. but nobody else was really here. So we were lucky that we could go to the games. Did yeah, you get good so. seats? Uh, weren't you sitting in center field or? or yeah, it was sta- like left center. Yep. yep. We had yeah. There were. I mean, it was just fun to be there. I, we didn't. I didn't talk about this when uh, we talked about these games with Megan. But when I was probably like, I want to say ten or eleven years old, 
I went to a Red Sox game with my buddy Johnny Mack, and it was like a 17 inning game. Oh. We were there. It was to like two something in the morning. Oh, it was wow. after the T stopped running. It was like it was before cell phones too. <laughs> Oh, there yeah. weren't too many of them. like I remember like I could we could probably count on one hand how many like seventeen inning games there were right oh, for I'm the sure. Red Sox. If you look back, I, I'm pretty sure. I think it was the Orioles. Okay. And it was yeah I don't know it's it fifteen familiar. or seventeen innings or yeah. something like that, and it would have had to have been around ninety five, ninety six, something like that. Okay. Yeah. So, and and we went with his mom, and. She had to like. Did she want to leave? Though? Oh yeah. And then we ended up. <laughs> what inning do you we, think we, she we wanted to the, leave? We took the tea there. Yeah. And then we couldn't get back on the tea. Yeah. Oh, oh, geez. She had to like f- find like a cab service yeah. to bring us back. Not. I'm sure that was cheap. Oh, no, wow. I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. Um, but sarcasm. Yeah. <laughs> that that was a, I know it was a sarcasm. Yeah. But yeah, Did that you? was that was a a cool. Uh, uh, Thing to be a to, to watch happen, and then being a kid and being like, eh, "We're here in Boston, and don't know how the hell we're getting home now at two yeah. o'clock in the morning." So that was funny. That's cool. <laughs> cool story to have. I forgot all about the it. Until we're one. Yeah. Thinking about live sporting events, and I was like, "I should have talked about that." <laughs> <laughs> so I used your event as a. Hey, you're welcome. <laughs> I do have so, a couple of fun facts about 2008. Yep. The the game I w- well the games we went to, but did you know that that 2008 you know? was, the first, was the first year after the Rays dropped the Devil from their name? That's I didn't know. Right. That. Yeah. Yep. Fun fact number one. <laughs> was was that God saying, you know what? Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. And then they World went to Series. the World Series, right? Yeah. <laughs> And then fun fact number two for all our New England fans, Rocco Baldelli was on the Rays. Right. Woonsocket, Rhode Island guy, mm-hmm. right? So his brother, he has a brother, younger brother, Dante. He played baseball at Boston College under dun, 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 <laughs> Scott Friedholm. Do I have a drum roll in here? <laughs> do, we need, yeah. do, we, do we need a sound for Scott? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's coming up a lot this week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. yeah. No, it was bad. That's not but it. Yes. I thought I might have like a drum roll. I don't. So at some point, you should probably should get Scott back on the podcast because he had his baseball night. And you can talk about how much money he raised. And Tim Kirkshen was his. Oh, no. Actually, yes. he revealed it on the he show. He broke the so. news. Yes. Yeah. But he can talk about what Tim talked about. Of course. And how great he was. Sure. Because he was great. Sure. So yeah, those are my fun facts. About <laughs> oh, I thought, I thought you. <laughs> just, That's it. I just lowered lowered your standards. Or kind of fun <laughs> facts. They were fun facts. <laughs> okay. We'll let the listeners judge that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, well, I keep I, hearing about a Derek Jeter yeah, story, and that was the thing when we had the wives episode a little ways back. Joanna listens to it over and goes. I forgot to tell all of these stories and she was all disappointed that they didn't come up. And again, it was a, it was a good episode, the wives episode, but yeah, this Jeter story, um, you know, I've definitely heard it a lot, but it's one of the most interesting things that, um, I think she's got in her arsenal here. Madam zero. (laughs) This was second on the list of what are you most attracted to behind her athleticism? Was her Jeter (laughs) story? (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, guys. So bringing it Buckle back up. to <laughs> January 17th. 2004. And I know this because my friends and I wrote every detail down after this night that we hung out with Derek Jeter so we would never forget it. Okay. So, so I have a lot of de- specific de- details, but it's not because I remember them. It's because I have them written down. <laughs> so I moved to it was Florida. It a dark and stormy night. Yeah. <laughs> I moved to Florida in 2003 and at the time, my one of my best friends from college was going for her master's at Florida State. So she would come down, drive down, or I would drive up, you know, every weekend. We'd get to see each other. So she came down this one weekend, and um, I had just started hanging out with this other girl, Jill. She, um, as I mentioned before, we played slow-pitch softball, and she was dating one of the guys on my team. So the three of us went out one night. We wanted to go to the Hyde Park Cafe. South so, Tampa's finest. Yeah. Well, we didn't know it. it was our first time there, so we had no idea. So we get there. Okay, so we're hanging out the bottom, downstairs. The bar is two-floor bar. We're not really having a good time. and We're considering leaving. So we go up to the bar, and we are like kind of finishing our drink at the bar. And the bartender was there, and she's like, are you guys alone? And we're like, oh, what do you mean? She's like, is it just like the three of you or like people meeting you? We're like, oh, no, it's just, just the three of us. And she's like, oh, do you want to go to a private party with Derek Jeter and Michael Jordan? We're like, um, <laughs> what? She's like, yeah. So, so Jeter was hosting his golf tournament. His, I don't know if it was an annual thing or, or what, but he was hosting a fundraiser, fundraiser golf tournament. And they were having a, it was before the golf tournament, like a pre-party at this bar that we went to. We're like, um, yes, because we're all sports fan. We all, sure. yeah, we all knew who these people were. Who would say no to that? Exactly. So she she hands us these wristbands, and they said goddess on them. So we all put these goddess wristbands on our wrist, and the manager walked us up the stairs, like through a couple doors to this like private area, and it was huge. Like, so there's a bar upstairs, huge velvet, like those thick velvet ropes, roped off area. Sure enough, Derek Jeter, Michael Jordan are behind this area, like with a bunch of people. Do you know the story? Did I tell you the story? No. Okay. <laughs> I didn't think I did. Not a lot of, I, again. I'm I not believing it so people, far either, but keep going. Oh, I'm just kidding. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I don't really talk about myself a lot, so not a lot of people know this story, but. Okay, you are very so, humble. Yeah. So, all right, so we get up there, and they're, they give, like, they're having free champagne and strawberries out, you know, so we're like, okay, this is, this is so fun. Like, we're, we're in this, and it's a huge area. There's a lot of people. Like, it's not, like, intimate. Like, it's huge, a lot of people hanging out. And they were trying to level the male to female ratio. Exactly. Yes, that's exactly what it was. We didn't oh, have no. any guys with us, so we got to go up. <laughs> not, I had no idea. Hmm. So, all right, so we, we're upstairs. We're hanging out, having fun, like, dancing. Um, at one point we, we snuck, we were like hanging out by the velvet ropes and when security wasn't looking, we went under the ropes so that we were on the other side. <laughs> so we were kind of like just hanging, like hovering, hanging out with like in the same area mm-hmm. as Jeter and Jordan. And then I had to go to the bathroom. And, um, so I go to the ba- I go into the, the bathroom area and there's a guy in there. <laughs> And his name was Art. And he started talking to me. So he ended up coming over to the table and, like, hanging out with my friend Caroline, Jill, and I. And 
come to find out, Art is a very good friend of Derek Jeter. We had no idea. So, and he hangs out in women's bathrooms. Yeah, no, so, so apparently it was not a woman's. It was just a. It was just a bathroom. Okay. <laughs> so both sexes were using the bathroom. Interesting. Really weird. I I know it was very awkward. Very progressive of them. Yeah. So, so he comes over and he's. So we're hanging out like with him and just dancing, having drinks, like having the best time. Just like couldn't believe we're in the same room as Derek Jeter and Michael Jordan. Excuse me. So, um, it's like three in the morning. Okay, and he goes, um, he's like, do you guys want to go to a, I forgot how he said it, a private party with Jeter and Jordan? We're like, oh, what? And he's like, yeah. He's like, okay. So he, he actually had a, a thing for my friend Jill. So he, he wasn't at the time, actually, I'm sorry, he wasn't with us at the time. He called Jill, and, he, and he's like, okay. He's like, everyone's leaving. He's like, this is what you guys need to do. He's like, go out, follow everyone out the back door. There's going to be a limo there. Just get in the limo. Just act like you know what you're doing and get in the limo. So Who's like, saying this? Jeter? This guy, Art. No, Art. Oh, this guy, okay. Art. Art. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> bathroom Art. <laughs> yeah, bathroom Art. Bathroom Art. Okay. So, all right. So, so we're like, do you guys? And she's like, do you guys want to do this? We're like, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. So, all right. So we, we do this. We follow everyone out the outside. We go down these concrete steps. Of course, I slip because I'm freaking clumsy. Like like Megan was saying, yeah, I kind of slipped down the stairs. It was so freaking embarrassing. Yeah, act like you belong here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is me falling down the stairs. So, so we did that. We went down the stairs, opened the door, got in the limo. So with? I'm sitting. I'm sitting in a limo with Derek Jeter and Michael Jordan. They're both in the limo. So they're at the one end of the limo, and we're, like, towards the drivers because the three of us are like, oh, my God, I can't believe we just did this. And there are other people. There's um, so How big is this limo? Like 20 person? Or? Probably the biggest limo you can think of. Okay. So his, his um, assistant, Raphael, because I wrote this down, and his girlfriend, they were, like, sitting near us, and they were chatting. They were so nice, like, chatting with us because we were all like, I can't believe we're sitting in this limo. What the hell are we doing here? Yes. They're like, okay, we're just we're just coming. And then there were like these kind of I don't want to say skanky girls, but kind of but skanky uh, girls, but skanky girls, also in the limo, Jeter and Jordan. And you know who's not in the in the limo? Art. Art is not <laughs> in the freaking limo. Bathroom Art. Yeah, he's in, in the bathroom. bathroom. Yeah. So 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 we we start driving. The, we have no idea where we're going, right? So, um, so we end, we first stop is the Hyatt hotel by the airport and Michael Jordan gets out of the limo. That's what he was saying. He was done for the night. Whatever. He got out of the limo. Cheater's taking the ladies out. Yeah. So the rest of us are just hanging out in the limo. So. Was Jeter talking to anybody or. So it was. Was there a conversation? Honestly, he was, he was so far. Like if, if he was talking, he was chatting with people around him, but he wasn't chatting with us. Like we weren't close enough to have a conversation. What are you saying? Yeah. yeah. What? Speak yeah. up. So, okay. So we get to this like neighborhood in New Tampa, go through the gate. I think it was Avila, but yeah. Right. I, I don't remember. Yeah. It was New Tampa. I don't know. And, and we go to this house. We're at Derek Jeter's house. Okay. So, so the three of us are freaking out. We're like, okay, all right, we're going to get out of the limo. And then when everyone goes inside, we're going to, we're going to walk to the gate and get a cab. Like, this is like the coolest thing we've ever done. But like, but you're out. We don't, I mean, we don't feel like we belong here. Like this is like, 
they, we weren't invited here by Jeter. Like, this is crazy. So, all right. So we get out of the limo and everyone, everyone else gets out and they go inside. So Jeter walks back outside to play, to pay the limo driver. And the three of us are just standing outside. And he comes up to us and he's like, what are you girls doing? We're like, oh, like we're, we're going to go get a, we're going to get a cab and go home. And he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, he's like group hug. And he gives us all a hug. And he's like, no, he's like, just come in and hang out. He's like, we're just hanging out. We're having drinks. Like, just come hang out. Like, we're, I, I promise, like, I'm a nice guy. Like, you don't have anything to worry about. We're like, okay. He says group hug. Group hug. Gives us all a group hug. So, okay. So, Trying we're to make like, you feel comfortable. Okay. Yeah. And, and total, like, really Common nice swindler's guy. Like, so, we go inside. So, we went inside Derek Jeter's house. And it's like, so I even wrote this down. Um, Derek Jeter. 17 girls. No, no, no. There were other guys. Like, his Raphael and his girlfriend were there. And okay. then there was another player there. He was an outfielder for the Yankees, but I can't... We didn't write down his name, and I can't remember who it was. Okay. Um, Alfonso Soriano, but no big deal. No, because I, I, I wouldn't have known that. Um, yeah. Because he's white. So, so. <laughs> okay, so this is what we wrote down. It was a ranch house. Everything was white. All pottery barn furniture. Orange pillows. High ceilings. He had a replica World Series trophy. Orange so, pillows. You really got down I, to the I details think, there? Well, we had to. This was the next what morning. What tint we're of like, orange? We have to write down everything so we don't forget it. So, okay. So, we're inside. And he's like, this is this is Jeter. He's like, why do you guys? He finds out we're from Boston. And then Jill's from Buffalo. He's like, why do you guys hate me? <laughs> that was, and then he was making us drinks. Sprite and Grey Goose in plastic glasses. I wrote this down. Um, and then he was in high school. <laughs> yeah. We're all sitting at his kitchen island. Not all of us, but we were sitting at his kitchen island. And he was like making us drinks in front of us. Like freaking nicest <laughs> guy. I'm not lying. Like this, this happened. <laughs> so, um, so then we got a tour of his house. Okay. And he had, we actually did get one picture and I, I, I don't have it. I don't know if Caroline still has it. Um, he told them not to use their phones, right? Yeah, we weren't allowed to take pictures, but we actually snuck one picture. And it was, it, he had a room, it was like his office, and he had uh, framed like Sports Illustrated covers, which included some of Mariah Carey, which was awesome. It was hilarious. And then he also had his um, like plaques and trophies when he was in high school. And in the picture, it was one of his high school plaques. Like, he got, like, MVP of the team or something. And he actually had the plaque hanging on the wall. So it was in the picture. So I was like, all right, well, if anyone sees this picture, they're going to know. Mm-hmm. We were at his house. Like, nobody else would have this plaque. So. And you lost the picture? Yeah, I don't I don't have the picture. I don't. I, so I think we lost We it. had it in the flood. We had a flood <laughs> at the townhome. And I lost a ton nope. of stuff. Did I ever. Sh- I don't even know if I ever uh, no. showed Oh, but, the water heater pipe burst, and all of her pictures and some of her awards were lost. In that, yeah, so. yeah. And then, and I, I've asked Caroline because she actually sent me this um, this document where we wrote document? down everything because <laughs> she put it on a word document. And Was like, it notarized? Put a and <laughs> Wait, Derek Jeter did have a name for you, right? Yeah, he well, he Boston. Yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, he didn't Boston. know my name. He just called me Boston. So, um, yeah, so, so we just hung out and then we wrote down, okay, we're like main conversations with Derek Jeter. We talked about the A-Rod <laughs> acquisition. How do you feel about that? 
Love how you worded it, acquisition. Yeah, yeah, we wrote that down. We wrote that down. Um, oh, he was excited. Are you kidding? He was so excited to have Aaron on his team. And then we're yeah, like, but you, you know the falling out later on, right? And they hated this each was other. in 2004. No, I know, but I don't know. Maybe he was uh, at the yeah, time. He had won a he World very, Series in a little while. He's ready to. His favorite movie was Blue Crush, and we actually were making fun of him for oh. that because we were going through his DVDs. He had like he had a he had Eminem, Jay Z, and then he had the DVD Blue Crush. That was um, his favorite movie. <laughs> that was his favorite movie, so we made fun of him for that. And then it got to be, so it got to be like, so we left the bar, if you guys remember, at 3 a.m. So at 6 a.m., he's like, all right, guys, he's like, my sister is going to be here in like an hour because we have the golf tournament. So he's like, I'm sorry, like, everyone's got to go. Get out. So we're like, all right, you know, so we're, just, we're like, well, we're going to call a cab. And he's like, and he offered to pay for our cab to go home. And Very we're like, nice. no, that's, thank you so much for like this experience. Like, this is amazing. Like, you do not have to do that. So he actually called the cab for us. And then, and then we, just, we paid for it ourselves. But yeah, we took the cab back to Jill's apartment. And then the next day, my car was at Hyde Park Cafe. So then we had to take a cab. Or Caroline and I took a cab to my car to get that. But the next day. But yeah, I I spent an eve like a few oh, hours an entire night hanging out with Derek Jeter. <laughs> Whatever happened to bathroom story. art? Yeah, I don't know. He never he never came like he he wouldn't come to the house. He wasn't in the limo and he didn't come to the house. He must be like Jeter's facilitator. Could be. Yeah, could, yeah, yeah. Find a couple girls, just tell them to get in the in the limo. Yeah. This must happen po- a lot. Possibly, I don't know. And there were a lot it of happened. girls there. Like <laughs> must I don't. Have we we were. Lot. Some of the girls did not leave, I will say, at 6 in the morning. We left, but some of the girls did not leave. So, But we had so much fun. He was so kind and warm and, like, like just a regular guy. It was the, such a fun night. That's crazy. So, yeah. That's my Derek Jeter story. What, what year was that again? <laughs> 2004. 2004. Right January before 17, the Red Sox curse was broken. See? Boston getting into Jeter's getting, house. Yeah. Boston getting into Jeter's house broke the curse. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Although we can't call you a Red Sox fan because you worked for. Uh, I worked for the, the Blue, Blue Jays. Jays yeah, the did you know you worked for the Blue Jays yes. at the time? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I did tell him that. And he still called you Boston. He called me Boston. Yeah. <laughs> well, he called me and Caroline Boston because he didn't <clears> really <throat> care <throat> to know our names. I don't think. <laughs> you should have called him uh, New York. That would have been funny. I wish yeah. I did that. <laughs> I don't know your name either, pal. I know. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. Yeah, so. I don't know how to transition off of that. Yeah. <laughs> I also have a Warren Sapp story. Uh, I hope you didn't go to his so, house. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. So. Okay, good. I've watched the news. You don't want to. <laughs> yeah, so. Um, Allegedly. <laughs> so the uh, one of the years that the Super Bowl was in Tampa, and I looked up, I think it was 2009, but. Were we dating? Do you remember this? Like, uh, did I invite you first and then you didn't want to go? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Okay, but. so it was okay. So it was after we met after that. Okay. So anyway, so my my sister's best friend growing up, she grew up across the street from us. She lives in LA. And one of one of her jobs was she was a personal assistant to Warren Sapp. So when the Super Bowl was in Tampa, she called me and she's like, Jojo, I'm going to be in Tampa. Like, you got to come hang out. Come see me. Like, you got to come hang out. I'm like, okay. She's like, bring a friend. We'll go hang out. We'll go to the bars. We'll hang out with Warren. And I'm like, okay. Okay. So again, I bring my friend Amy. Did you tell her like, look, 
I've hung out with Derek Jeter before. Okay. I know. We're in sack. I know. I can do this. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. No problem. So, um, yeah, so that night, my friend Amy and I, we drive over to David. I, I always get Davis and Harbor Island. The one, the island that has the Jacksons, um, the restaurant. That's Harbor. Harbor, Harbor okay. Island. So we drove over to Harbor Island. That's where they were staying. Parked the car, went to the hotel, hung out with her name's Eleanor. So she's so she's like getting ready. She's like, all right. So we so Warren comes into the room with like a bunch of people and like got to meet him and everybody else. And then um we go God, I, I honestly I don't remember where I know Jackson's was one of the places we went to. We went to two other places. Is that like a bar? Jackson's is a restaurant bar, I guess. Kinda it's right on the water. It's yeah. really pretty. Um Met Bryant Gumble. He was at one of the places we went to. Interesting. But anyway, so we're so and there was a car that was driving us around. So we one of the places we went to, and it I don't it wasn't Jackson's, it was another place. We're walking around and, and we happen to run into people that we played softball with. And they're like, Are you part of Warren Sapp's entourage? We're like, Yes, we are. <laughs> It was awesome. Like, like there was like a red carpet on one of the one of the places we went to. And we just like walked the red carpet behind Warren Sapp. It was hilarious. So we hung out. We did like bar hopped with Warren Sapp and his entourage. And then we we slept in Eleanor's room until like six, seven in the morning. And then we like woke up and got in our car and drove home. But yeah, it was it was a long night, but it was fun. Any interaction with Warren? Not really. He was kind of a jerk. Oh, okay. But like we he we were in the car with him like he always sat in the front seat and mm-hmm. um but he was kind of like better than everybody kind of uh, um but he, I mean he t- he was ni- kind of nice to us because we were with, there with Eleanor and that was his assistant so mm-hmm. because of that I think he was nice to us but he wasn't I wasn't very not impressed. like Jeter that's no chill and down absolutely earth. not yeah. totally two you totally knew he was people. a big shot Warren Warren yeah yeah okay. yeah. yeah he acted it yeah. Fair enough. So sometimes that's why I get nervous to meet some people that I look up mm-hmm. to because you if you know if they're an asshole, yeah, yeah. you know, or just treat you like shit. It's like, man, I cheered for you for twenty years, and <laughs> yeah, <you're> dickhead. <laughs> now. Yeah, like that's why I never want to meet Tom Brady. Although I'm sure he's a saint. Yeah, but <laughs> just in case, just leave, leave that out there. Yeah, catch him on a bad day. Yeah. Hey, fat ass, get out of my way. Yep. Yeah. There's no avocado ice cream left in the freezer. Right. And well, I will tell you, I mean, I, I, I think I told you story before. a Tom before, Brady story, too? Damn it. No. You hung out with Tom Brady? <laughs> no. No, but, like, some of my idols from the Red Sox growing up, obviously, Mike Greenwell. I got to meet him. You met him. So you nice. so many people. Knock it off. Richie Gedman. Knock it off. <laughs> Bob Stanley. John Valentin. Um, I used to love John Valentin. I did, too. I did, too. And then, uh, like, uh, I mean, some of the Blue Jays players. Um, we went to the game with you, and like half the fucking team is on, I this, know. on the side talking yeah. to you. I know. That was awesome. She's like, can you tell the players to go away? <laughs> Can't see. Oh, she, yeah. And we, they like rolled balls to us over yeah. the dugout. <laughs> there was a game where she just went over and talked to the GM for a while. <laughs> I'm just yeah. like, okay, cool. Jeez. Guys, I'm kind of a big deal. <laughs> Not a lot of people know this, but. I, well, I used to be a big deal. Not so much After anymore. today, I'm going to be intimidated <laughs> by you now. So. No. <laughs> was that the same game? There was a game where we had, we had great seats behind home plate. It was me, you, Chris, and Matt. And I went to get oh, some beers. Oh, okay. 
And uh, so you actually were holding my beer, apparently. <gasps> yes. And there was a, I, I, so it was my two buddies, Matt and Chris. I'm sitting in, in the, the third seat. Joanna's right next to me. So she's holding two beers. And I, I get the beers. I'm coming out ready to, like, walk down to the stairs. And I see a foul ball hit exactly where we're sitting. <laughs> like, hit Matt's seat. Yeah. And, like, his friends ducked away. Yeah. They, like, so turned and jo- away. Joanna had two beers in I, hand, so she couldn't make the catch. So I was, I was like, like, wanting to catch the ball, but I had two beers in my hand. So and she just threw with the first. Yeah. And then like, the two it, buddies. Like, bounced I bounced off yeah. Matt's chair and went, like, a few rows back. I was like, you guys. Yeah, the two buddies I play softball with can't freaking catch Duck a, out of the a yeah. pop fly. Yeah. <laughs> it was who? fun. That was who? Ray's and. Yeah, Ray's and nobody. Well, the Blue Jays. Raisin, who cares? Oh, it had to be the Blue Jays. Yeah, That's Blue Jays, right. if, oh. if we had seats there, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, Raisin, nobody. Yeah. Raisin, nobody. Hey! <laughs> Don't you ever say that. Whoa! <laughs> Marriage is in doubt. Yeah. She gets, she gets serious about a few things. <laughs> She'll strike your ass out. It was Madam Zero right there. That's okay. right. <laughs> so you worked in baseball uh, for how I many? It was eight years with the Blue Jays. Yeah. Um, yeah, 2003 to 2012. Yeah. Did you grow up? Were you like, uh, we talked about with Megan a couple of weeks ago, you know, what we wanted to be when we were kids, like what our aspirations were. Yeah. Were you like, I want to I work in baseball? Well, I, so when I was really young, I also wanted to be a vet, like Megan had said, because I love animals. What girl growing up didn't animals. want to be a vet? I, true. I have not met one, but yeah. 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 So I wanted to be a vet. I also had an anatomy class. We did not dissect a cat. <laughs> I think the worst one was a fetal pig. <laughs> Almost spit took on that one. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I mean... I was fine with the dissecting part. It wasn't that. I don't know why. I just kind of figured, I think, I just knew, like, I was better. I had better grades in math and um, chemistry, like, kind of like Megan was saying. Mm-hmm. So, I eventually, I grew out of that. But I always loved sports. I mean, I played softball my whole life. Like, I kind of knew sports was going to be in my future. Okay. Just didn't know what capacity. Yeah, exactly. And plus, so, you're allergic to animals, so. Well, that's what I was told, but no, I'm not. <laughs> what animals was she supposed to be allergic to? So growing up, I always, every Christmas, I'd ask for a dog. That You're allergic. What, you can't have one. Yeah. My parents told I me I was allergic. On, I should try that on Emma. Yeah. That's why I never had a uh, pet growing up. Because my parents <laughs> told me I was allergic. That wouldn't work. And I was not. She, she, Emma goes over her in-laws, my in-laws, and they have a couple dogs. So. Well, my best friend had a dog, and I would hang out with a dog, and I never put two and two together. Never, ever, <laughs> ever. But you are always stuffed up here, and we have two cats. So. It's because I'm Maybe. always drinking beer, oh, okay. honey. Is that my, that's my fault. It's so the beer, allergic. it's not the cats. <laughs> so you're allergic to the beer, and, and okay, I don't know about that. Because if you're always stuffed up, you're not I'm always. Not, I am not always. I'm just, she's looking at that Larry. Was a, no. That was a broad statement right Let's there. Let's diagnose her now. No, it's when I'm having a drink. Okay, fair enough. Beer, wine, what, mead. What would make, what What in the beer are you stuffed I don't know. I think I there's certain know. hops. I tried, yeah, there's certain hops. Probably the Nelson hops. Well, yeah. I, don't, I do not like Nelson hops, I will tell you that. So you, you wouldn't like this beer? Probably not. No. no, this one's fine. The problem is... They're like dry. There, there was a beer that was all Nelson hops, and she's like, oh my God, I gotta try that, and... It all Nelson, like you need a mix. Yeah, it was like this actually is really good. <clears throat> but don't don't give. I mean, I don't want to get too 
we'll we'll have beer people on that can yeah. talk beer. Yeah. But when you like, so when you're brewing beer, there's a boil, and if you put like if you're using Nelson hops as a bittering thing and you put them in early, it's going to have a totally different effect. If you put them in, you because know, let's say you have a 90 minute boil or a 60 minute boil, you put them in right away, it's going to have a different effect. If you put them with 45 minutes to go, it's going to have a different flavor and effect. 30 minutes, 15 minutes, dry hop. Why do they all, all have a different gonna have name? Different. Then. Like mosaic versus Nelson versus that kind of hop. Simcoe But versus... it's when you add it and when you use it makes a huge difference on it. So mosaic, Idaho. there's all kinds of them. <laughs> Any of them, though. It, it's, it's when you add it in the boil or if you dry hop with it, it'll give it a different quality. Okay. So you may have had one, like, let's say that they used as a bittering hop and you hated it. Yep. Or if they only used it, like Duff said, yeah. it was just that, I think was which means they might have put some at the beginning, some middle of the boils, they dry hopped yeah. with it, and, and that, what, how, how that turned out, that recipe you didn't like. Right. That doesn't mean you don't like no, the hop, hops, you just yeah. didn't like how they used it. Okay. So, you know. <laughs> that so sense? maybe in the, in the brewing process, there's uh, something that makes me allergic. At some point, because it's not I think it's every just beer. In the beer. It's not like every single beer. It's right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Because there are nights where I'll go out and have some drinks and I'm fine, but then there are nights where I cannot breathe. So That's I don't. Bud Light cannot drink it. Um, and your dad's the same way, right? Yep. With Bud Light. Yep. I've noticed. That I can too. drink Miller, Coors, and then craft beer is like hit or miss. Sounds Sometimes. like it's your surroundings or or. The air outside or something. Could be. Could be a winter thing because the winds are whipping around and the pollen's all everywhere. That's what I mean, yeah. Don't be throwing your hands around these beers over here. Just ready to knock one over. Getting very animated, everybody. (laughs) What happens? Yeah, she gets flimsy with her hands. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's funny. um, I do have something. You know how you brought up bricks? Yeah. So it made me think of your episode with Jim Cartiel. You got to say it right. Jim Cartiel. Jim Cartiel. So my nephew, he always, like, he loves your podcast. Shout out to Coop. Coop. Um, so he was, I was talking to them yesterday, and um, he brought up the Jim Cartiel episode, and then he said something about his cellmate slaughtering his family. <laughs> I was like, I don't remember that. Oh, my gosh. So my sister's like, what? I don't remember that part. So I was asking Matt about it, and he's like, oh, he's like, we were just, like, joking, like, <laughs> yeah, about, like Yeah, when he got caught with a buck yeah. fifty of meth, and, like, he got locked up with an uh, attempted murder. Right. It's like, oh, you stole some candy? Who's your cellmate? Oh, yeah, this, this psycho killer slaughtered his family. Like, yeah, that was Cooper. a jail, perfect not sense. prison. Yeah. Cartiel kept pointing Oh, yeah, he out. definitely did. Yeah, he cleared it up. We had just gotten locked up. We hadn't been sentenced yet. Yeah. He was going to get out. That guy was probably going to prison for a long time. Yeah. Allegedly killed somebody. Uh-huh. So and proven guilty. Right. So Coop was saying that about. But that we had, Duff was joking, making a joke about you're in there for this, and he slaughtered his whole family. It didn't really happen. Right. Well, yeah. now I know, but I didn't remember when he said it to me. I was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry." Yeah, it, our podcast is giving nightmares. Exactly. Sorry about that. That's a good spot to wrap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Speaking of killing things, let's kill this podcast. <laughs> Since probably this episode. three quarters of the last twelve minutes will be edited, so. except for the drop. But yeah, we'll I'm, not that. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I might put that at the beginning, and then we'll do the intro music, like we do with La Rose. 
Uh, all right. Any well, parting thanks shots? For having me. No. Well, oh, that's your question. <laughs> we kind of went away from that. I was making your husband uncomfortable. Yes. Oh. <laughs> thanks for having me. Always love to have you anytime. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to that. All right, so um, back to me. Nope, you can't go all right, so um. Back to me. <laughs> just start with. Back so to 2008. Cut, just go. Fun fact about my 2008 World Series. So actually, <laughs> leading up to this, I actually told Joanna that she has to up her game because like, when she was going to join the podcast, I said I challenged her today or yesterday. So she really did a lot of homework on this. Thank Re- you. Like she, look, at, look at her I prep do, sheet. I, thank you. Parked the car, went to the hotel, hung out with her name's Eleanor. Hang out, hung out with Eleanor. Don't derail me, Larry. It's the only Eleanor I know. I was not kidding. Probably.